Hello and welcome to Make Ideas Reality, the podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to everyday creative heroes making their ideas reality that wouldn't necessarily get their story heard. I hope to inspire you with their stories, give you courage to leave your comfort zone, think big, and be the badass creator you are meant to be. I'm Justin White, aka The Garage Avenger. Let's do this! loose podcast so you know there's banging microphones is all good (laughs) (laughs) let's not do so much of that (laughs) i cut it out of the way don't worry all right thanks appreciate it (laughs) hello and welcome to episode 16 of make ideas reality today's guest has sewn her way into the hearts of many She's one of the most genuine people you'll ever meet. Um, When sewing, not many can compete. Uh, She is the Duchess with the Muchess. She is Ellen from Crafts with Ellen. Welcome. Thanks. Happy to be here. (laughs) Um, After an introduction like that, that, I don't really know what to say. Uh, I thought it was actually all right. It was better than James's last week because that was uh, it was like slightly inappropriate. So, <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, t- take that as a win. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, uh, for those who don't know, Ellen is an amazing, I think, maker, creative, um, and I brought her on because uh, I met with her at Maker Central, but later uh, she actually came to my house for a Maker Meetup. Um, She told me her story and I just thought, wow, that's amazing. And then started this podcast and thought she's definitely someone I want to have on here to share her story. So um, welcome, Ellen. And um, why don't we just start with a little bit about who you are and and a little bit of uh, what your story is. All right. So yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it was great seeing you at Maker Central and hanging out at your place. So I'm, I'm very happy to be chatting to you once again. Uh, yeah, I'm Ellen. <laughs> um, I I guess technically I'm from the Netherlands, but at this point it's it's hard to pin down where I'm from. I've lived in Denmark for the past four years, and now since a few months I am living in Germany. Um, Working on my YouTube channel, trying to grow that, trying to make some money with that because it is what I want to do. Awesome. So what what is it that you do mainly on your YouTube channel? Right. So I guess the the main thing I do is sewing, but it's not the only thing I'm interested in. So lately it's it's pretty much been like every other video is a sewing project and then the other ones in between are just whatever I feel like trying out. So I've been doing woodworking and knitting and uh, crochet and forging and just uploaded a big welding project. So it's a little bit all over the place. That's awesome. Going from essentially just sewing to now welding. Yeah. uh, (laughs) A different type of sewing, would you say, maybe? (laughs) Yeah. Just sticking two materials together. That's it, right? Yeah. So... 
So how did you get into sewing? What's the story there? Right. Um, so that's really um, a fairly recent thing. Uh, my mother used to sew, and when I was little, she may, used to make clothes for me and my sister. Um, but apart from that, I, I never really took it up myself. I just watched her do it, and I was happy that she was making me clothes. But I never sewed myself. Um, and then when I graduated university, uh, my mother decided that both me and my sister uh, would get a sewing machine as a graduation gift, um, which is a great idea. It's this thing of she got one when she got married, and it's like it's it's a useful thing you always have with you. Uh, and I'm very happy that I got that from her. But I did I didn't really know what to do with it. <laughs> um, so for a long time it was just like fixing things that were broken making some pillow covers for around the house, shortening curtains and things like that. Um, until later on, um, actually pretty much when I moved to Denmark, um, I was working a lot behind the computer and in my head. And I wanted to do something more, more tangible. And I started to teach myself how to sew. So I started simple and worked my way up and made a lot of mistakes, but yeah, still learning. So, so why did you why did you move to Denmark? Right. So that was for a job actually. Uh, I I was working in the Netherlands uh, at the time, uh, and then I found uh, uh, then I came across um, uh, what do you call that in English? A job posting. Yeah, a job. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there must be a word for that. I'm speaking too much Norwegian these days. I'm losing English words. Yeah. Uh, a job I, ad? I came across a, a jo a job, across yeah. a job ad for a PhD position at the Technical yeah. University of Denmark. Um, and I wasn't really looking for anything new, but it, it just sort of fell into my, um, my vision. And it's like, this combines all the things I want to do. So I applied and I got hired. And then I moved to then I moved to Denmark. And so, uh, what was your PhD? What were you What were you doing there? It was about sustainable product development. So I I've studied industrial design, and for the first years out of university, I was working as an environmental consultant, basically doing calculations on environmental impact. And then the PhD was about combining those two. So already taking environmental impact into account during the design process of new products. And yeah, that was um, a, a fun thing to research and to dive deeper into. And I was working with a company um, so I could try things out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, did, you finished your PhD and then decided it was not the right thing to do or what? Like, did you work in that industry for a while or? After the PhD, you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, technically I finished the PhD, but I did not graduate. <laughs> okay. Um, meaning that I actually uh, decided to stop before I graduated. And that should give you some indication of that I'm not working in that industry anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and by that, I mean mostly the academic field. It's a very specific world and it was fun to learn how to be a researcher and to challenge myself that way. But I figured out it wasn't the world I wanted to continue in. Mm. And then on top of that, there were issues with the project that were making it harder and harder um, 
for external and personal reasons to finish. So I decided to uh, to stop and figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And that was what? <laughs> uh, ask me again in a year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm so still tell figuring me, tell me it what out. Happened. You, you, I see you quit your PhD mm -hmm. and then... And then you just started making full time or like, how did this work out? Yeah. So the thing is that like several big things change in my life at the same time or around the same time. And um, so a little bit over a year ago, I, in a relatively short period of time, I decided to leave my husband and then decided to quit my PhD. And then we sold the house that we lived in. So I was suddenly in this nothingness of like now what <laughs> um and basically turned my whole life upside down without knowing what the next step would be i just knew that i didn't want to continue with the things i was doing um so that that was a very challenging situation and i basically decided to give myself the time to figure out what it is that i wanted because i just i had no idea um, and I got lucky that um, we sold the house the house for a good price, so I had some um, some room financially to, you know, take it slow and just figure out what's going on. Uh, and that that was a very good um, thing for me to do. It was very hard, of course. Um, suddenly, you're like the the ground is swept from underneath your feet, and like now what? <laughs> But I took that time to make a lot of things and to um, really think about who I am and what I want and where I'm, where I want to go with my life. And I mean, I still don't know. I've got a better idea than I did back then. But yeah, for now, I know that I want to be creative and work with my hands and do more of that. Um, that's what I'm doing now, but who knows where it'll end up. So I want to bring back a little bit. So you've, you've just, <laughs> your life's kind of fallen apart and you find yourself yeah. at this big crossroads and you sold the house. You had some money to survive. What was, well, look, are we, <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, Ellen, has an amazing story of where she is now and i'm not going to spoil that i want her to tell that story but um what how did you get where you are now you're, you're in kind of a, like a special place which i think mm -hmm. is amazing really and i kind of want i'd love to hear a bit of the story of like the things that happened after you sold that house yeah and the, the steps you took to get where you are now right and yeah, how do I even start <laughs> that story? <laughs> it is it is something like I could never have set out to to reach the goal of where I am now. Like I could have never planned for that. All of it was like serendipity and just taking one step at a time, seeing where I end up, and then taking another step. Mm. So looking back, I can see sort of a logic in it, but in the moment, I had no idea what I was doing every single time. Um, so once I stopped 
my PhD and the house was sold, I was in this like situation of now what? Um, and I decided to just let myself explore for a bit. So I went to visit friends and I went to travel. Um, my first stop was Jessie in California. And I spent some time with her and we made things and we hung out and just, it was really good to get away from life, um, get away from the place I'd been living, from the people I knew and just go somewhere completely different and, and look at the world in a different way. And that was so good for me that I just sort of continued on that path of like, let's do something that I otherwise wouldn't do. And let's, let's take leaps and let's take steps and just see where I end up. Um, and the next trip I made, um, was to spring make, uh, again in the U S in Cleveland. And that was just like, this is a place where all the people that I, that I admire are going to be. And all the people are there to learn about how to be better at what they are doing and to get inspired. So that's just the place I want to be. Mm. So I went. <laughs> um, and I had an, an amazing time. I got to know a lot of great people and got to learn a lot of new skills. I did my, my very first woodworking project there. Um, and I got to hang out, hang out with Jess again afterwards. And we went to Brett's house in upstate New York and hung out at Jimmy's workshop and just inspiring people in, in great um, places. And some, some of these people you're listing here, some of the listeners may not know who they are. So who, who's Jimmy and who's Brett? Right. So Jimmy is Jimmy DeResta the godfather <laughs> as he is known yeah. um a very big youtube maker that um for many people is the first maker they find on youtube and brad mcafee is skull and spade 13 and he at the time was working for jimmy and so he lived close by to um jimmy's workshop cool and All jesse right. is jesse uh jesse ueda yeah so I was visiting Brett and we hung out with Jim and played around in the workshop more and all of this just like giving me inspiration and different outlooks on life and just going on adventures, which was very good. Mm. Uh, next stop was Maker Central for the second time. More inspiration, more great people, um, more building of relationships. And somewhere around that time, um, Laura invited me for, Laura Kampf invited me to join the 10 makers um, event she was putting together, where 10 makers would come to her new workshop uh, in, in the area of Cologne and help her basically move in and make the things that she needed. Great project. Yes. Both because of the environment, like, it was a great location. It's her workshop with all the tools and possibilities. And then a bunch of great people, including Brett and Jess again, and many others that were just fantastic to learn from and hang out with. It was a great uh, opportunity. So from there, basically, uh, Laura and I were talking that um, how great it was to have someone to work together with um, because making can be a fairly lonely thing when you're alone in your workshop all the time. And she basically invited me to come 
work in her workshop with her. Um, <laughs> which came out of the blue for me, but I immediately thought was a, a great idea. So I went to stay with her in her workshop for the month of August. And that was just like a trial period because you can be great friends with someone, but if you're that close together for such a long time, you, you have to see how you actually work together like as, yeah, as right. colleagues yeah, as well as yeah. friends. Um, so we tried that out and we both really liked it. So at the end of August, I went back to back home to Denmark and I pretty much packed up all my stuff and moved to Germany. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So the great thing I love about your story is the fact that you went there without a plan. You are genuine. You were yourself. Uh, you just were hungry for learning more and hungry for just in surrounding yourself by around with good people mm -hmm. and also giving back to them, you know, in, in the way of relationship and friendship. Um, and I think it's really amazing where you've come now. And I like, I think it's well deserved because you know, in the time that I've known you, it's just a very, very short amount of time. And I, re I really don't even know you that well. You give off this great vibe for me as a completely genuine person. And uh, I think that's, I think there's some lessons to be learned there from your journey. Um, and how do you think faith in just things will work out sort of helped you along in that journey? It definitely helped. Um, I, I wasn't really in the mindset of it'll all work out. You weren't at the time. Oh. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I figured somehow it would be okay, um, but that it would work out, and especially work out this well. That that wasn't something I even considered. It was just that, like, it was what I needed to do. Because everything else had had fallen apart, basically. Yeah. And it's just, well, I cannot see far enough ahead. So I just have to take one step at a time, see where I end up, and then decide what the next step will be. So in a way, that is thinking it'll all work out. But at the time, that wasn't really the mindset I was in. I was just like, I have no idea where I'm going. So I'm just going to take a step this way and see. Yeah, but also, do would you say that you had like, I don't know, things just felt like they were going in the right direction? There were signs along the way. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. I mean, like I said, like I was just taking a step in a direction and then taking the next decision from there. And there were many times where I felt like, okay, this this seems to be a good direction, so I'm going to take another step. <laughs> um. So it's sort of following that that path and those signs of um, this is going well, and I'm I'm enjoying what I'm doing, um, because I didn't know what I wanted to do. So all I could do was do something and then see if I liked it. Yeah, I mean I love I love that because I also feel like that's happened. You know, for a lot of the time I was doing my my day job. Uh, you know, always struggling, thinking about money and all that. And then I let go of that. And then 
just started focusing on what I really love to do. And then I started seeing the signs, you know, people mm. would come, I would get random messages from people I didn't even meet ever before and say like, your, your work is great and fantastic and keep it up. And even like on this podcast, the amount of feedback I've gotten on this podcast has been fantastic. Mm. Um, and it shows me that I'm going in the right direction. And, you know, I just, I know because of the signs that I just got to take that step further, right? Just like you yeah. were saying. Mm. Yeah, and, and Laura inviting me to come work with her, that for me was a giant sign of like, I'm doing something right here. Yeah. Um, and up until that point, it was still very much like in the dark for me. Like I knew I, I enjoyed the way out things were going, but it was still very unsure. And it's like, well, I don't know what's next. I'm just doing things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at some point, some decisions have to be made. Like I can't just like um, live in my little room in Denmark and make trips and, and live like that. It's like I need to decide at some point what's next and I would have never even dreamed about an opportunity like this like I wouldn't have even thought it was possible at all so being invited by her to come here to Germany was just like yeah <laughs> I, I had no idea what I was doing but apparently I was doing something right and and that was very comforting yeah because I remember I, I was watching I don't know I think either one of your stories or Laura's stories on Instagram and you know you sort of announced that you were gonna be there permanently and I I like let out a yelp like in the kitchen <laughs> and my like yes that's awesome um you know and my wife turned around so she's like what what's awesome <laughs> I had to sort of <laughs> explain you know like I, I felt I felt so proud of you uh especially knowing where you because you shared a lot of your story you know, with me when you came and visited me. And I just mm. thought, this is just amazing. This is awesome. This is the universe, you know, aligning for, for Ellen. And this is great. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, I just want to say too, congratulations, because I just, I really don't think there's anyone else better to that, for that to happen to. Like, just, i just blown away. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um. Let's talk about your videos. Mm -hmm. um, watching your videos, uh, I see that you know often you put in your some mistakes, and you know I was wondering sort of why why do you leave some mistakes in in your videos? Right. Well, because they happen, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in fact, like I make a lot more mistakes than I even show in my videos. Like most of them get cut out because it's just um, it's just not interesting to watch me unpick a seam several <laughs> times throughout a project. Yeah. So I'll leave one or two of them in, um, but a lot of them still get cut out, and it's just like mis mistakes happen. And honestly, most of the time, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so it's it's just a natural part of the process, and. Me making a video is usually me making something for the very first time and figuring it out as I go along. So it, it's not something that I have known how to do for years and now I'm making a perfect how-to video about. I'm just like, 
figuring it out and trying to summarize it. So mistakes are part of that. Yeah, yeah. So would you say like you're filming uh, all the <laughs> the journey of trying to figure it out and then uh, editing it in a style that allows people to see how it was done? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I film myself as I'm doing it, but as I'm doing it, I'm not sure what the next step is. So I'm I'm literally just trying to figure it out while the camera is running. And then afterwards, I, I try to make sense out of it, both for me and for the person watching it. It's like, so what, what, looking back on the experience now, what would have been the best way to explain what needed to be done? And in a way, making the video that I wish I had before I started. So if yeah. I, if I was going to start this project, what information would make it so much easier on me? Yeah. And, and that's what I tried to sort of wrap it all up into a package of, so here's the important things. <laughs> yeah. And so would you say that also the, some of the mistakes were also important to show? Yeah, definitely. I mean, some mistakes are just stupid <laughs> um, or, or just from not paying attention or for wanting to go too fast. And other mistakes are just, because it makes sense to do it that way until you figure out it doesn't work. Mm. So especially then it's important to share that because it just made a lot of sense, but it just doesn't work. So that's a lesson and an insight that's important to, to know, to be aware of. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the future. Have you got any big things on the horizon for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, the biggest thing right now is that um, it looks like I'll be teaching a course at the Maker Summer School. And it is really, really exciting to me. It's, it's basically the successor of Spring Make. So yeah. the event I decided last year that I just really needed to be at. Um, the guy organizing it is no longer at the company where he was. So he's starting a new um, version of it. But it's the same guy organizing it, and it's now Maker Summer School. And I met him last year, and I got talking to him, and very excited. And this year he asked me if I wanted to propose a course. And I said, absolutely. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that's just one of those like serendipity things where I went to that event having no idea what could come of it. And now a year later I can see like that was the start of something amazing i wish i could go <laughs> yeah. it's uh, a big trip yeah yeah and um, but where whereabouts is make a summer school it is in cleveland ohio again in the u.s okay all right yeah so uh, we'll have to maybe put some uh, notes or links to that in in the shows yes um uh, and i'm and super think... excited about this because last year they had crash courses in um welding blacksmithing and woodworking and i took the woodworking one and it was fantastic mm. and so this year i'm going to add a sewing course to to that list and i think that is just so cool because it's going to be a big group of youtube makers and most of them are familiar with wood and metal but have never worked with fabric before so to get all of those people behind the sewing machine i'm, I'm very excited about it love it awesome 
Yeah. I can't wait to see all the stories come out of that event. I think it's going to be exciting. Um, but I want to talk about things like you, you're working at Laura's, but I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't really pay the bills, does it quite? No. No. So do you have to, do you have to have a day job or, you know, are you trying to get sponsors or what, what's going on there? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> yeah, so I, I moved here in uh, October, not really knowing what the plan was. I just knew I wanted to be here. And I've been trying to build up things to actually be able to make a living out of making things, but it's hard. Um, it takes a lot of time. There, I'm trying to get sponsors, but that's more of a long-term um, project because it needs to be based on a relationship and a good trust in each other. It's not something you just um, arrange in a week, <laughs> so to say. Um, and I've been doing like little jobs here and there. Um, I did something for an advertising agency and I've been helping Laura with some of the TV stuff. Um, but by now I'm figuring out that it's just not enough. So I am looking at getting a part-time job again to just cover the bills. Because in the end, it needs to stay fun. And if you're constantly like <laughs> counting the pennies, then it's not fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, is there anything that uh, the community can help you with at all, with supporting you in your journey? Of course. <laughs> uh, many ways. I mean, the important, most important thing is is watching my videos and letting me know if you like them and and giving me feedback on that. Um, more money-wise, um, I've now got uh, a bigger group of people supporting me on Patreon, which is absolutely fantastic to know that that's there. Mm. Um, yeah, buy merch and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to rely on that too much. I don't want it to be, like, people having to basically give me money for me to be able to do what I do, because... I want to do it because I want to do it. Yeah. And if that means that I have to work a part-time job so that I don't have to worry about money and then have the rest of the time to just do really what I want to do and follow my heart, then that's fine. And I think that's, I don't want it to have that pressure of I need people to, uh, to support me. Like I want to be able to support myself and do the things I want to do. And that's a tall order, but <laughs> one can dream. Yeah. Uh, I think if, if people uh, do want to support uh, Ellen, though, please go uh, check her out. And if you want to be Patreon, please sign up for that. Um, I would love to support Ellen, but I'm also <laughs> uh, <laughs> scraping uh, by uh, doing what yeah. I'm doing. Um, but, yeah, I... I would um, just love people to support the amazing uh, maker. So please go check her out. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about people supporting you. Is there anyone that, you know, sort of helps you in an inspiration side of things? Because here we're going to go into Inspiration Nation. Yeah, yeah. Inspiration Nation. Uh, uh. Uh, uh. Uh, James has changed the section of this uh, podcast now. Oh, 
he he uh, came with a suggestion, so it's now happened. It's now it's not Inspiration Station anymore. It's Inspiration Nation. Okay, good to and, know. <laughs> um, so yeah, is there you know are there anyone that sort of inspires you in the work you do? Oh, <laughs> so many people. Um, I mean, in general, the whole maker community has been a massive inspiration for me. I, I would have never started my YouTube channel or my Instagram without the inspiration of so many people. Um, more specifically, I think recently I am very much inspired by people choosing to go their own way and throwing caution to the wind and just saying, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to take a step. Um, because of course I, I've been doing that recently and it's hard. <laughs> it is very, very hard so to see other people do that and be brave and take steps, even though they don't know where they're going to end up is, mm. is very inspirational to me. Um, and that's people like, um, make it Soph, Sophie who is just figuring life out and moving forward and, and seeing that and seeing her wins and those things just really motivate me. Uh, same goes for Red Smith. He is making big steps to change his life and just going after it. Um, Brett McAfee doing the same. He picked up his whole life and moved across the country, across the US, um, to try and figure out what's next for him. Uh, Ashley Minnie. A uh, very similar situation to me with Laura. She's now working with Zach. Um, just these people that that decide to go for it, I think is very inspirational. Yeah, when I mean, they're taking the risk, aren't they? Um, yeah. They can they can be turned around and said, sorry, this is not going to work. But at the same time, you know, if you don't try, you don't get, right? Yeah. And it it's one thing to be in a safe environment that is familiar and to take little steps. I mean, that that's great, but to take big steps and to just take a leap of faith, that, that is something else. Mm. hundred percent. Love it. And I, I love, I love hearing the stories when, uh, when people take those big steps and they get the wins, you know, they, yeah. they, they win. Mm. Um, I got a random question for you. Random question. All right. <laughs> Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Who invented the light bulb? I know there's controversy about it. I want to say Thomas Edison, but I know some people disagree. But I don't really know why or who else should have done it. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wage into that battle either. I'll, I'm gonna actually keep it. <laughs> like, All I know is what his books told me. I don't know if those books were correct. <laughs> I actually love the fact that you took the middle ground because I would have done the same thing on that question because <laughs> I just don't know enough about the history. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's go into story time. Story time. She stared at the gown and thought, "Yes, this is something my husband would wear." Yeah. You got a story you want to share with us? All right, story time. So did I ever tell you about the time I traveled to the middle of nowhere in Finland to participate in the world championship of heavy metal knitting? <laughs> no, please tell the story. 
Yeah, this was another one of those, like, what the hell, let's just have some fun uh, things in the past year, where I came across a announcement that the very first world championship in heavy metal knitting would be held in Finland. And you could audition by submitting a one-minute video. And <laughs> it was just so incredibly silly, but also so great in the fact that in the sense that it combines two completely opposite worlds, like mm. knitting and heavy metal <laughs> are usually two worlds that don't mix. So I just, I love the idea. And it just happened to be that the deadline was a couple of weeks after Maker Central. And I was already planning to go visit Steve and um, Alex Paul in their blacksmith workshop after Maker Central. Mm. So I walked up to Alex um, at Maker Central in, in the bar at Saturday night and I told him, you know, I would really like to make some knitting needles in your forge this week. <laughs> and I I had this idea of we can just take some round stock and put some ends on it and basically make them like big nails. Mm. And Alex looked at me and said, no. <laughs> What we'll do is we'll take a giant piece of steel and use the power hammer to make knitting needles. <laughs> Love it. Which was just insane and ridiculous and absolutely fantastic. And that's exactly what we did. Um, this, the chunk of steel was so heavy I could barely lift it. And with a lot of his help, uh, we turned... A part of that steel into knitting needles and I submitted a video of making those as my audition and I got invited to come to the championships so good so, yeah what what was the championship like and did you win I actually came in second did you I didn't yes. even know you came in second yeah no it was it was incredibly silly in all the best ways all the people that showed up as participants, there were people from the US and from Russia and Japan and all over the world. And we all showed up with this attitude like, I have no idea what we're doing, but let's just have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was a great group of people. We were preparing um, behind the scenes, uh, like everyone was dressing up and people were like putting on 10 layers of eyeliner and then they'd have some time left. So they just sit in a corner and knit. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. And we all just took our turns. We each had a minute on stage with a live heavy metal band oh, to show so up our knitting skills. <laughs> and everyone just completely went nuts and took it over the top. And we were like, we have no idea what, what this is and what we're doing, but we're just going to have fun. Oh, so and fun. it was a blast. Awesome. <laughs> Great story, Ellen. <laughs> uh, let's go to Hack Attack. This is Hack Attack. I will not apologize for this bad intro. Any, any cool uh, tips or tricks you want to share with us? Yeah, I've been thinking about this. And... I think something that's it's quite generic, but it works for everything, is to learn how to fix your mistakes. And the reason I say that is because it's if you're making something, but also just in life, like a lot of the fear of making mistakes is 
for me, like I'm a perfectionist and I'm always worried that it's not going to be good enough. But a lot of that fear disappears when you know that if you screw up, you can fix it. And an example of that is when I was learning to knit. And knitting is, is a tricky thing because if you drop any of the stitches at any time, it unravels. Mm. And I was just terrified. Like I have to be so careful not to drop a stitch because then it's just going to be a mess. And it was very stressful. <laughs> and then at some point I just decided, you know what? I'm going to drop a stitch on purpose. And I'm going to see what happens and I'm going to learn how to fix it. And oh, that's awesome. after that, it was just so much more relaxing because I knew it's like, if I screw up, I know how to make it right again. And yeah. the same goes for sewing. It's like, if I mess something up, I can just take it out and try again. And yeah. it just takes the the stress out of it and, and makes it a lot more enjoyable. So just in general, like no matter what craft it is or whatever, just if you know how to fix your mistakes, then it becomes a lot more fun. Cool. Let's wrap it up there, Ellen. Uh, have you got anything you'd like to leave with the audience to take away from today's uh, little chat, uh, philosophy or, or even just uh, something you live by? Yeah, just take it, take things one step at a time. Like if you look at anyone else, you always think they have everything figured out and that they have a plan and that they know what they're doing, but no one does. And anyone who's achieved anything will have to admit that there was some level of luck and not knowing what they were doing involved in that. Mm. So just don't be intimidated by that and just, do what you want to do. Take it one step at a time and have faith it will work out. Awesome. Ellen, if there's people that want to find out um, more about you, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, my YouTube is where I put all my project videos. It's Crafts with Ellen. Um, Instagram is also Crafts with Ellen. Uh, my website is craftswithellen.com. I think you're getting the gist here. <laughs> yeah. It's just Crafts with Ellen everywhere. Yeah, just Google the Crafts with Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much, Ellen, for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Me. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's, uh, I think it's something inspirational, and um, I'm glad you could share it with our listeners. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, and if you did, please go tell a friend um, because I think if you tell a friend and you leave a review, that means not just the world to me, but it, mainly to my guests because that also gives them uh, a bigger platform to, to be seen and hear their story. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, uh, send me a DM at, uh, at Garage Avenger on Instagram. Um, until next time, guys, keep pushing yourselves, keep ballsing up things, keep learning from those balls ups, and I'll catch you on the flip side. And we're finished, Ellen. Thank you very much. <laughs>